the year is 2016 and I look across the drink, I see politicians rumored to have slept with swine applauded as they quit the government. The date as we record this, the 23rd of July 2016. On the mics, across the pond, two spies ponder what the fuck is going on in the world right now. I believe that's a proper intro. I think. Please continue. I think with this being the inaugural episode of this Spies Over Drinks, it would only be proper to begin proceedings. It would only be British to begin proceedings by at least a cursory introduction of who it is in your earlobes. Would you like to tell us what cover you are presenting to us this evening? I'm going to keep this cover. As you know, the people that sailed away from Britain a while ago, they came to the, the US to get away from your bullshit. And of course, everybody on the West Coast fled that bullshit. So they got me on the West Coast. I'm, I'm a free thinker. Oh, I would have to say my cover is good, brother. You know the West Coast doesn't bow to anybody. So South End, the land of mind control. What do you got? Interesting you should say that. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about our perceptions of each other's countries, I suppose, over the course of these chats. And one of the things you said about you don't take no shit from no one is not the way I perceive your culture, your neck of the woods whatsoever. You're supposed to be uh, on a beach, on a surfboard, while high on marijuana, which is legal. Uh, that's well, the way I, <laughs> I I envision you over there. My cover is that I am a free mind working in the trapped environment of an office. Um, mm. I return home each day to a genuine family in a genuine home. Um, but each day I get up and go through the motions, which I think most of us do, knowing that if we were a child again and offered this vision of the future, we would change things along the path to a more fruitful way. Well, that's that's why I exist, brother. So, so Disney can uh, take you away from it all. <laughs> you and Disney. But we're talking breakups now. Breakups. Breakups. It, as a married man, it's been really quite some time since I had one of those. Um, I did Easy now. briefly have, we, me and my, my wife did briefly break up uh, a few years ago. Bit of headspace needed. And that can be a great thing. However, there are some breakups which, once the bullet's fired, there's no she, going uh, back. She, I have to assume your wife had a moment of clarity or something. I um, did, actually, but yeah, something like that. Jeez, oh, man. How big is that doghouse? Uh, <laughs> or, or how's that couch, rather? <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're talking... I, I don't even like the term Brexit. How does it sit on your palate? It's a funny thing, Brexit, because it was almost... Um, a cute little nickname given to what was coming when no one was taking it seriously. Um, when it was a very long time ago, and it was one of those things. It's like, you know when someone says to you, oh, you know someone you're not really that asked about, and they say, oh, I'm having a party on such and such date, and you just go, yeah, I'll be there, fine. Because in your mind, you're thinking, that's Christmas, that's ages away. And then before you know it, the invitation comes, and it's already Christmas, and you think, oh, shit. That's just like what Brexit is. It was a cute little name for a cute little news bump, which very soon got lost, which had then became this behemoth, <laughs> which we are now living on. Uh, you mind connecting some dots for me? You had David Cameron, um, uh, a respectable face uh, from my side, but not necessarily walking the walk. Uh, they quelled some rumors about him getting down with some swine. Is that about right? That's about right. Um, and then on top of that, your pop culture, Black Mirror, 
uh, did a plot that essentially threw that in front of everybody's face, no? You're absolutely right, though I think Black Mirror was art in imitating life. Not quite, actually, because I think the Black Mirror was a good couple of years ahead of the revelation about Cameron. But maybe the guy who wrote it knew about it. I don't know. Well, the Black Mirror is real, brother. We're looking at it right now. But, uh, of course, uh, that, that particular politician, he's, he's not a very good loser because when things didn't go his way, he, he walked, right? I got two ways on that. A lot of people have said that, and I can respect it. And, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, you've got other key figures like Farage who did exactly the same thing, and I'm much more suspicious there. David Cameron, I can step back a little bit because I kind of think, right, he's the PM. He was given this this poison chalice with this Brexit thing. He never believed in it. He always said we shouldn't have done it. The people voted differently. And he's basically, I can kind of see his point saying, I will not be the one to do this when I don't believe in it. So someone else who does believe in it can do it and and deal with it. And I can, I can see the point where people are saying he pussied out because he called the referendum, so he had to stick by it either way. Um, and I, I very much feel that he could have waited a bit. We didn't, the country was already mixed up enough. The pound was already in the toilet without our leadership falling to shit as well, um, which really, I think, threw a lot of question marks over our country to to other people. Well, well, those those kind of questions lead to dark places, I think. I don't know. Uh, from my side of the drink, I, I don't like that move because uh, public servant, nah, self-servant, um, if I'm not wrong, he he his name was in those Panama Papers, right? which, of course, kind of look like some funneled money of some sort. To me, with what's going down over here, I don't know anything about Farage. Uh, not enough information on my side. But Cameron kind of went... Go- didn't he? Didn't Cameron kind of pal around with Obama? Yeah. And yeah. Obama's got, like, two black guys over here right now. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling any uh, sympathy for the devil on this one. What's Obama done? How, how has his star fallen so much? I mean, it seems that any kind of political leader like that can't go through the length of office he has without falling near the end. It seems you they almost orchestrate him tripping up before he passes the baton on. It's just, what's he done that's so bad? Well, I think Obama is a smooth talker. His body language is on point. His delivery, his cadence, it's all there. Um, what we're starting to see stateside is that uh, there's a lot of subversive things going on. And this is one man's opinion. But I think I got the West Coast on my back. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to stand up down the stretch. I don't know if you've heard anything in the last 24 about the uh, DNC leaks. Uh, you, you got media on this side tap dancing to cover that up. So it's, it's going to go deep. And I think Trump's going to come out smelling like a rose. But I don't mean to drop that name right now. Trump, to me, seems like a cartoon character. He seems almost like your version of Farage, and it's worrying in that I, as an outsider, wouldn't have thought he got as far as he has done in the same way I would never have thought Farage and his UKIP party would have got as far as they did. Uh, we do seem to be having this this return to these extreme political figures. Very black and white. Yeah, well, you know, dude, if you're around long enough, and, and both you and I have been, uh, time ends up being a flat circle. People don't tend to learn from their mistakes. Well, two things there, my friend. Uh, one, I think you'll find I am younger than you, so speak for yourself <laughs> no, about the age thing. Two, you're absolutely right. It is a flat circle, but a load of things come round and round in circles, and you can see that in, in so many things, cultural things, where, where trends come and go and come and go, uh, and they develop. Each, each pass is slightly different to the last, and so there are opportunities to do things better, but we both know that these types of characters... 
unfortunately, are the ones which tend to start down the dark path. I'm not saying either one of them's Hitler or any of that, but it's it's quite, I think, significant the fact that these people are gaining the traction that they are, and it it, it show it's indicative of probably the mindsets of people and i think we're being very polarized with fear a lot of the time and, and we're moving towards the same paths that the, the world's been down before and i can't see much good coming of it i mean trump and this nonsense wall which i presume is a nonsense and will never actually happen i mean we've had walls before they tend to divide people ultimately and cause problems i i, I don't know what the hell he's thinking and, and in my country too the likes of farage this whole stop immigration thing i can understand for a lot of people it can be about population control resource control schools doctors uh, hospitals all jobs all those things and i'm not saying any of that's invalid but i don't think that's what people are voting for i think people are voting out of fear the, the, the whole muslim thing just has got, I think, the whole Western world absolutely terrified. The Brexit result result was a massive shock. Um, I don't think anybody actually expected it to happen. I think the fact that the two key figures, Boris Johnson and Farage, fucked off very shortly afterwards thought, oh my God, I can't believe it's actually happened and we've got to clean up the mess. And they weren't up to it and they left because it's a fucking mess. But I think it comes from fear and I think it's been building for a long time and Brexit came at the wrong time in a way and there was a lot of fear which fed into the decision. Well, I don't mean to drag you into the deep end. You want to pull the iris out a little bit? Go on. Well, before I let you get away with calling America the, the Fourth Reich or whatever, um, I do think that uh, it, it's more the, the personalities that drive sentiment. And I, I actually, and if, I, and if I'm being honest, Trump might be an insider. This might be a, a controlled game because at the top, it's, it's, there's only one game left, brother. We know. And it's money. So it, if if a war machine uh, makes money, then people are going to swing the pendulum back and forth. Fear of immigration, fear of you know censorship, all that all that stuff. I mean, we're we're watching it. It, it just can we keep our heads in the midst of it? I I don't, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I think that the true battle is not with each other, but with uh, what what curves our minds. And right now, that's social media. And uh, more to the point, media. No, not to get too punny, but you, you, you could be right. I mean, fear trumps all. Uh, I mean, history shows that. Trump has too much ego. He's not coming from where Hitler came from. Hitler was an artist and, and he came from, you know, low places. Trump, Trump has been living in a, a gold tower. So there's too much ego. People aren't buying in. Even if the guy does save us from a trash heap, Nobody's thanking him because of the way he conducts himself. So it would be a misconception to, to think otherwise from across the drink. I, I, I'm just saying that's that's a West Coast perspective. There might be some people in the heartlands that are uh, enjoying barbecues and stuff that are wearing red hats, but uh, not on not on the West Coast. Is he seen as a comedic figure? I mean, he's he's very confident, isn't he? I'd imagine there's in, in difficult times people must find some comfort in that. They must see that as a great confidence in themselves to have a leader who's so fearless i suppose because obama is much much more soft and rounded and he's more talking and you know reasoning that's the interpretation i get was trump's a bit more like fuck you yeah well take a look at obama's eyes sometimes pause the tape take a look at his eyes he's not that soft um as far as trump goes trump is an actor and, and when he steps in the office 
he'll be as he'll be as real as Reagan. But d- that doesn't mean that he doesn't stand for the right things. Uh, which uh, again, who knows? Let me ask you this. You and I both obviously have done other podcasts and we talk a lot anyway. And media and sort of pop culture is always at the forefront of our mind. Breaking Bad. Have you followed Breaking Bad? Do you know Breaking Bad? You know I have, brother. Go on. Do you think that transformation, you know, if we, if we think back to the, what people always say, the first episode and the last episode, different guy, he'd changed. Do you think most politicians are white knights when they go in but the system by its very nature to to achieve any form of success you do have to make compromises and they eat away at you bit by bit until you are something different do you think our our political leaders ever really have their mission at the forefront of their mind are they ever actually trying to do the best or are they always playing the game well that's i mean brother that's a beautiful question in this age i i think that let's just take trump for example uh driven by ego and most leadership is the best leaders never lead or or they don't have the the you know the drive to so trump is all ego you know if if you're if you're if you're uh, enjoying some fish and chips right now he's he's dangerous but keep in mind he's an actor and a very psychologically savvy one that talks past points uh an example of that would be when i'm president you'll be so proud of me you'll be proud that's that's a foregone conclusion that he is president, and then and then the, the the question is, will you be proud of him? Is that an actual quote? Um, yeah, you know it is. It, it's actually that was from the uh, convention. It, but he does that on the regular. So if your mind is a little shaky, you're just going to start to buy in. And most people, again, that they, they may understand that it, it's still mind control. So that's that's the beauty of it. But dude, listen listen to the language of what you've just said. Um, or well, what quoted him as saying, you're going to be so proud of me. Doesn't it sound like a little boy lost? It, it sounds... Oh, no, he's he's a child, brother. And and again, like, politicians are actors. Like, uh, the, the, the House representative for the Republican Party w- was doing workout videos in his 30s with a backwards hat on. I mean, this isn't a man that is driven by, by moral fiber to lead, you know, and caring about people. Uh, they're actors. So... It, we're, we're starting to realize that and credit to the millennials, like it, the, the come up is going to be ugly is what I'm saying. Immigration's a beautiful thing. Uh, sharing cultures is great. Uh, unfortunately, this is probably systematic and it's probably to destabilize to make money. Again, that may not make sense, uh, but it, but it will in due course. Um, and that's, that's the arrogant American speaking in me. I know, I know like, Disney came to England to do the new uh, Star Wars flick now. Yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah, Pinewood. That was a big brouhaha. Abrams didn't want to move to the UK, etc. But it felt like that was part of America, like, you know, shaking hands entertainment-wise, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. You've got me thinking. I mean, I'm always happy to talk Star Wars, any conversation. Sure, sure. Something like Star Wars, which is a phenomenon, isn't it? It's, it's like Pokemon Go. It's... Well, everyone, I say everyone loves it, but it's massively successful in massive parts of the world. So we've all, if we can all like the same entertainment, we're all roughly the same person, right? Does that follow? Um, if, if, yeah, well, if, if you can like, if you can deeply like something I deeply like, I don't, you know, no matter where, who you are, what your background is, we can connect. If people get a sniff that it's social engineering, and people did with Force Awakens... We both know that. Um, 
then it feels like propaganda. Um, I agree with you, though, dude. It, this isn't a conversation about America or uh, Britain or the EU or turkey sandwiches. This is, I mean, this is a conversation about the have and the have-nots. And we're talking about, you know, 62 people uh, on this globe or plane, whichever you believe, uh, have more wealth than the rest of the people on Earth. So that's what people are angry about on my side of the drink. And I think that follows through. And it's interesting because that was a big social topic or cultural topic here for the longest time. That tax dodging, Amazon, Starbucks, everyone was in uproar, in uproar. And I don't think I've heard that uproar in a while now because all I've heard is Brexit. And that's the way it goes because we, we are like goldfish, aren't we? And we have, they're like fads, what, what the media is bothered about. So does uh, Amazon just ride it out, say sorry a few times, give over a couple of extra million, wait for something like Brexit to happen, and then think, brilliant, you know, no one's gonna, everyone's gonna forget about this and carry on buying from Amazon. In a couple of years' time, it'll probably come back, and we'll chuck a couple more million at it. Well, I mean, this this is probably a conversation that's about my biggest love hate relationship of all, and that's Twitter. Uh, for a time, Twitter was clean; it kept people's minds clean. Uh, since then, it, it's turned on us. But uh, I think actually all, all our world needs is is some proper social media that, that keeps everything straight. Because people don't forget. I, hell, I haven't forgotten Petco. I, I don't forget people. I mean, and I know Britain doesn't forget anything. That's part of that whole stiff upper lip thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I think that's a mis misconception of the Brits. I think as a nation, a large part of us can't be asked. And don't, for example, after Brexit, there was, if you looked in certain news outlets, there was this kind of, um, this soundbite, which is very telling, really. The day after Brexit, I think, the number one Googled term in the UK was, what is the EU? After Brexit. Yeah. So no one could be asked. That's why, for example, so if our young people had turned up, it wouldn't have been a close vote. They may have all voted leave, um, which is fine, and then it would have been a landslide. But they didn't. So, so, so many of them just didn't bother turning up because um, they couldn't couldn't be asked. I mean, people just just don't bother. And then all of a sudden, again, I, it's the it's a problem. I and think, then they're, they're they're thinking, oh shit. And then and then they're researching. Once it's too late. Once it's a news item. Once it's a drama. Uh, not just a boring political drama. Once it's real world drama. Then, uh, then they, then they took an interest. So. Well, it's going to take some savvy minds to uh, get people fired up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, meet two such people in the near future. Maybe we should put little news um, headlines in Pokemon Go. Every time you get ten Pokemon, you have to read a news article. That'd do it. Oh, they, dude, there's there's think tanks that are working around that dynamic. I'm right sure now. there is. We, <laughs> I think I think I I see some some eyeballs on us, uh, which means we should probably bug out. But I got to ask, if you're looking into your crystal ball. In respect to Brexit and uh, how things play out from now, uh, what are you thinking? Interesting you should ask. Uh, the instant assumption was that we were in a bit of a shitstorm and our market stabilised over the last couple of weeks. Housing, house sales is starting to do quite well and stuff and it's not looking quite so bad. But it's easy to forget, we've not actually Brexited yet. We've just voted to do it. The actual Article 50 has not been triggered yet. There's still years of settling down to be done, I think we'll have a big slump. I mean, the danger of a new recession, I think, is very real for, for, for the UK. Nobody knows yet what's going to happen with people who currently live here from the EU. 
They've still not given any guarantees to them. So some of them are probably going to leave to be safe. Some of them are probably going to come, more of them, they're saying, are going to come over, get in now before it's too late. It's so hard to say. So I think Brexit will probably just exaggerate all the concerns people had anyway. And the whole thing about having tighter borders and knowing who's coming in, I think it'll be a nonsense. And I think in 10 years' time, Brexit will be forgotten because you just get used to it as you do with everything else. But I think anyone with an analytical eye on it will will say it did not improve the country. I'm not saying it's going to be doom and gloom and we're all going to be living in, in, in shelters, but um, I don't think it will have the desired effect. I think in 10 years' time, there'll be a lot of people who wished we haven't. Hmm, curious. What do you think? How is it affecting over there? You're lucky if you last more than one news cycle over here. Brexit did bounce around a little bit. Um, Britain is still not real tangible to most people in the U.S. But on this side of the drink, uh, we're dealing with the orange human right now. And I think, again, like, I don't want to give people too much credit because I think he's more of a culmination and just had the means to be the voice. But as America has done... In, in the past, uh, we, we make real, real dramatic moves and uh, usually the world ends up talking about it. Yeah, I think I think that questioning leadership is going to have a rippling effect all over our world. So uh, you've not seen the last of people calling out your leaders because uh, they'll see us do it and then or, or you know, vice versa. So uh, 10 years from now, I think we'll look back at this as uh, where the, 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 the banking... Uh, the banking cartels started to crumble. And I think we're taking back nationality. Now, how that looks, I don't think it looks like uh, Hitler or, or, or that kind of extremism because the, the good part about social networking is you can call people out and you can suppress, but now censorship is too out in the open. Like people are too quick. So it, we'll see, brother. We shall see. We shall see. Well, what a fine note to wrap it up on. Do you want to come clean and tell these fine find folks who we are uh you can call me curtis i can be found on twitter at 86 cujo uh please feel free to get in my ear whether i'm right or wrong if you're stateside or all about queen and country you're, you're gonna find you're gonna find out what's going on uh maybe uneducated but you know hey <laughs> nothing wrong with that always honest that's what matters and i am andy you can find me on twitter also at the smith signal um pop along say hello tell me what you think if you think i'm wrong on something i don't care but you can tell me Let's do this again sometime soon. Take us home, brother. <laughs>